Welcome back to the Minds with our King. Today on episode six, I sat down with John Romans, a 515 mixtape. John is the owner of his company and he's just 18 years old, guys. We had a good discussion on never giving up. This young man has been through so much and still waking up each and every day figuring it out. Hope you guys enjoy what we're about to unpack. We are back on the Minds. Today we have John Romans. Say what's up to the people, bro. What up? Cool, cool, cool. So we're going to unpack a lot in this episode today. This episode is really just over not quitting and just believing it in yourself. And we're going to share some stories and we're going to have a good conversation, bro. I'm interested in seeing what you're going to unpack. I got some stories. But um, first off, before we get going, I'm going to kind of introduce you guys to John a little bit more. Um, first off, bro, how are you doing during, during the pandemic, bro? Because it's a tough time for everybody. So let the people know how you are mentally. Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I don't really like to stay inside, so I'm getting out as much as I can, but always wearing a mask. That's dope. That's dope. Hey, support that mask, man. Some people are rule breakers, man, but we deal with it. Um, so before we jump right in, got the icebreaker question for you. What are the top three people for you, dead or alive, that you would just love to get a cup of coffee with or grab some lunch or something like that, where you can just get information from them, man, be a sponge and also give what you learn, bro? Who are those top three people for you? Uh, honestly, I would say uh, my mom, my stepmom, and God. Your step, your mom, your stepmom, and God. Yeah. That's what you said? Bet. So kind of give us a little elaboration on why would you pick your mom first? So, well, my mom died when I was a little kid. Okay. So when okay. I was nine. And my stepmom is the one who pretty much saved my life. Like, after your mom passed, she yeah. stepped in and she played that role. Uh-huh. Uh, that was hard for me. Yeah. Because I, you know, I didn't want, you know. For sure. Another mom figure. I don't think she was going to do it, you know. Cause yeah, no for gonna, sure. No one's going to be like her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always want, and then, you know, she got me here and now I'm like, damn. Yeah. Like, shout out shout out to the stepmoms, yeah. bro. We talked about that before, bro. That's uh-huh. dope that she was able to step in. Why would you say God? Cause I wanted to sit down in conversation. Yeah, I think I think his conversation will be the best conversation, but I might be a little biased. Boom, boom, boom. So jumping right in, bro. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we we dive in. Tell us a little bit where you're from, um, your kind of your background story a little bit, just not too much, and then your business, what you're doing, man. Because I think it's important for the people to know what you do. Uh, so I'm from Ankeny, Iowa. Uh, shout out to five one five. Hey, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I, I'm 18 now. I just graduated high school. I go out to DMAC and I'm studying video production. Dope. Uh, I own my own business called Five One Five Mixtapes. I've been doing that since I was 16. Uh, pretty much in that, you know, I give players a chance that you know usually aren't looked at by big media sites. Yeah. So, you know, get a chance to go to college. You know, live out the dream they've been wanting since. That's dope, bro. I think just one of the things that attracted, selfishly, that attracted me to you when I found out your age, you're 18, and you've been running your own business since you were what? 16. So where that come from, bro? Like, where you get that mentality from where you want to have your own stuff, you want to work for yourself? I don't really like being told what to do. (laughs) Yeah, rebellious one. Same. But Same. But honestly, though, like, 
I've just always had that, you know, effort at work and I've always wanted to do something for the community. So, you know, I didn't, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing like, you know, charity work and stuff like that. For sure. I wanted to make a real impact on the kids. So that's what I'm doing. I'm giving back to them and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, nah, that's dope, man. Once I figured out everything you did, like, I was like, yeah, that's dope. He actually like doing what he loved to do while helping other people do what they love to do. Like, I think what you got going is dope, bro. Keep that going. But let's jump right into our discussion today about never quitting and just never give up. So first we're going to jump in. I want you to talk about a time in your life where you was at a low point and what are some things that you did to get out of that low point? Like, what are some exercises or anything that you came up with to get you out of that spot? Uh... I just, I honestly think I should be going back to when my mom passed. Most certainly. You know, where it's me, my little brother. My little brother has autism. Yeah. And so, you know, my mom was pretty much the, you know, the person was was his buddy and stuff like that. You know, I was mostly my dad's kid. And my dad usually was at work all the time. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. But when she when she passed away, you know, my brother doesn't have that. That, per- that caregiver. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard to. Cause you know I, I don't know any. I was nine. I don't know anything about kids with autism. Yeah, exactly. Know? And then my dad's, you know, stressed out and such. So, you know, we're just trying to make it now. Money's tight and stuff like that. So, you know, like, what we had to do is we had to do a lot of different things. You know, especially praying. You know, I never went to church before that, ever. Yeah. When my when the the there was a priest that came in and uh, like prayed on my mom. Yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like that. That's the first time. It I impacted thought. you. I bet, yeah. And so I was like, well, you know, there must be an answer somewhere. You know, I'm not, I'm like thinking, why did she have to go? So there's going to be an answer somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, that's the role where my stepmom comes in. I really think church, church is, you know, what is a good exercise of just lifting your spirits up and hope and stuff like Sorry. that. And then definitely, uh, for some people, I definitely say isolation or taking time. Mm-hmm. As in what I mean, isolation, I don't mean locking yourself in your room for... 24 hours, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, sit somewhere, relax, stay off your phone, you know, I didn't, I didn't play video games for a while after that, I didn't do a lot of things, it's because I wanted to relax, and you know, I'm not gonna, all the things I do now is for my mom, that's what she wanted for me. Yeah, you know? for sure. You know, everything's for mom. Yeah, I think that's dope, bro, and I kind of want to like, I kind of want to like dig into that, so like, so basically, one thing you did was just you cut everything off, like just to like look inward. Like, was you kind of like evaluating yourself and just yeah. relaxing? Uh huh. So yeah. that's dope, bro. Like, cause I think that's hard, bro. Like, for some people to sit alone, people can't sit alone, bro. Like yeah. by themselves and just reflect on things. Like, they gotta cling to something. Like we all like we're, we're social animals, so we we gotta cling to our cell phone or this app or that app. And I think. At your age, technology wasn't where it was at, but the fact that sitting alone helped you, I think, I think that need to be implemented back into the world today. Yeah, like for real. There's no, there's nothing wrong with sitting alone. No, no, you know, it's not. Not, And I'm an extrovert. You know, I can talk to people all day, but you know, the the only the only way I practice sitting alone is I learn from my brother. Yeah. A lot of kids with autism don't want to be around a lot of people, and so sure. I learned from him of how you know, just relaxing and you know sitting down. I mean, he was at that time, you know, he was five, but. He was like the smartest kid when he was five. You know, exactly. Like I, that's the only person I could relate to then. Exactly. You know, watching over him and stuff. And so I, you know, learned his ways, and then now he learns my ways. You know, I'm older now. We got older, and now he'll just, you know, he talks like me and you know, everything. Yeah. I think that's the beauty, like, just about kids who are born with autism. Yeah. Like, 
they lose their strengths in one place, but they gain a exactly. different strength uh-huh. in another place. And and people forget about that. I went to college with a guy who was autistic, and he was really like a genius, bro. Uh-huh. But everybody like knew he was autistic by yeah. the way he acted. But I think it's dope that God blesses them with mm-hmm. an extra, like they get to yeah. tap in on that. Shout out your brother too, bro. Uh, what's uh What's funny about him is uh, he's got some game. <laughs> he's got game. He's, he a charmer. He's a charmer. He's fourteen. He can he can talk to women. Mm-hmm. So you, I you know I'll go fourteen now. Wow. I'll that one time we were, I forgot where we were. We were like picking up food or something for the family, and I was with him. And these girls were like, "Hey, Nick, like, who are those four girls talking to you? Are they bully you at school or something?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for real. But like, I was like, "You got game." Like, yeah. You he said, "Don't disrespect me." Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Don't disrespect." He got this one look. I can't even do it. It's like it's like, and he'll do that for like minutes <laughs> when you say something. Like, yeah, it's so funny yeah. though. That's dope, bro. That's dope. And like, like I said, that's that's just a blessing that they get that get that stronger trait yeah. if they lose something. Uh-huh. But I think uh, a time for me, bro, when I was at a low spot, it, it also came with death when I was um. Uh, 2013, when I first got to Des Moines, uh, my grandfather died uh, that winter, and that was the first time like I literally felt like all alone in my life. I'm mm-hmm. I'm 18 years old, 13 hours away from the crib. It was tough for me, bro. And like I remember, like just being cool with security. I got I got in the gym at one night at like 2 a.m. and I'm just grinding, bro. Like just working on my game because I don't know nothing else to do. I wasn't playing. I did have basketball. I was redshirted. And I had no, like, just family at the moment because everybody I just, everybody I knew here I just met, like, two months ago. So that was a time where I really just, like, just, like, was at, a, like, a, at like a low. And I think the one thing that, that helped me get out of that low point when I was just on the verge of just cracking and just going home was just talking with, um, like, leaders of the campus, should I say, and, like, coaches and stuff like that, like, I think uh, I think seeking out help in that in that situation for me was the best thing for me because like I had to trust people and and that was and it was beautiful for me because I felt like the things people was telling me was pure and stuff like that so that helped me a lot it's just by seeking help bro and like I know a lot of people want to keep stuff in house and not talk to anybody which that may work for some people but some some of the stuff we need to discuss and I think before I was on that brink I was literally on the brink of like giving up basketball and all that bro but. Just going out and help and having that conversation with people. People yeah. will help you. Yeah. People will really help you. And I thought like that that helped me progress a lot. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, um, what do you think is the most important trait you have to possess when you're facing a tough challenge? And like like I said before, on that brink of giving up. Like, what do you think the most important strength you have to have to get through mm-hmm. that? Like, what works for you? Should I say leadership? Uh. You know, an analogy you can have towards this question is, you know, you got, you know, you're standing in a line, you know, there's a person in a fire, you got to go save them. You take the first step. So you're being a leader just with that first step to go Mm -hmm. save that person. Mm -hmm. You know, you should be a leader in any situation, in the classroom, on the court, on the field, you know, anywhere, in the hallways. Yeah. Leadership is lost. It's a loss. It's a lost art too, bro. Yeah. You, You honestly, I'm not going a lot. You don't see that a lot anymore no no i think i think i think we're in a space right now where everybody will follow us like it's, it's like scary to be a leader yeah like or it's like a bad thing to be a leader yeah. it's a bad thing to be assertive you know because like, especially it's just what hard you know and me just coming out of high school you know from what i learned it's like you know you gotta be popular 
That's what most people you know, want is the they're, popularity. They're scared if they go, you know, outside their box mm-hmm. to step, you know, and stop this of someone getting bullied or like go help this person with a question. It's just like weird to them. Yeah. Because I was always a kid. I was never the brightest, but I would try to help someone on a question or whatever, or I would, you know, help someone with something else. Like I was always that kid to help. I've still been that kid. Yeah. But, you know, I was never like that in high school. I was never like that ever. Because, you know, you, you never know what's going on in someone's life. You never know what's going on in the you know community. You should always help. You should yeah. always be the leader to step forward. And and then in being a leader, bro, I think you can't be a leader if you got a negative like negative outlook uh-huh. on things, bro. So you always, if you're a leader and like you facing adversity, you always got a positive outlook on anything, anyways. If yeah. you're being that leader and stepping up and take that role, that's that's dope. I never even thought about. Like leadership when I when I was uh thinking about this discussion we was gonna have. That's a good one, bro. Yeah. Um what I would say is I think the most important trait is when you're facing adversity, and this don't sound like unselfish is it can be, but I think it's be personal. I think like you gotta understand like when you and what I mean by that is when when you in a situation and you and you going through it, you gotta understand you're not the only one that's going through something. Uh-huh. I think and I and I don't think it's good to like boast off that other people are going through stuff too. Uh-huh. So I can get through this if they're going through it. But I think that's life, bro. Like mm-hmm. you gotta understand you're not the only one going through a situation right now. So if you be personable and talk to people and like hear other people's problems and and respond to them with the open ears. And then also lay your problems on people. You'll get yeah. past whatever you're going through. Like if you just be personal that's, and have that, that conversation. That's why I surround my people, my main close people, especially my family and you know mm-hmm. all my close friends. Like I surround. Um, they're all you know people who care, people who are there to listen, people who are active listeners. You know I don't surround my people. I don't surround me with people who are the opposite of that. Yeah, I mean, there's a saying is you are the average of the five people you hang out with. Yeah. So if you hang out with five robbers, most likely you're going to be a robber, bro. It's mm-hmm. just a fact of a matter. Yeah. So I think that's important, surrounding yourself with positive energy. Yeah. And leaders get leaders, man. Like, it's okay if I'm strong in this situation, but you're strong in that one. We can work together, bro, and we can both grow. Like, from there, leaders don't want to work with leaders nowadays, bro. I don't like that. Yeah. But, um... With your business right now, um, what are doubts, bro, that you create for yourself? I think it's good. Like, I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast have businesses or doing some entrepreneurial work. Yeah. So I think this would be dope for them to just get a, especially from you, bro. Like, because you, like, you're not, you, you're not a generation, but you're really, like, you, you got a total look, uh, different yeah. out, outlook on life than me, bro. Uh-huh. But um, with your business right now, what are, what are doubts that you create for yourself and how do you handle those personal doubts? you put in your head with, with going into your business? Uh, for me, it's always been keeping my head up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that goes back at a young age and it stays in, you know, the same mentality today. And again, uh, you know, it's mostly like, you know, you're taking a, a route, you know, you're going down a dark street, you know, and you got two ways at the end that you can both go. It's a one way, you gotta go left or right. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna take one, so I would take, you know, the right path. And then that doesn't work. Reverse. Go back to left. You never stop. Yeah. So you got to, you know, I always make plans. You mm-hmm. know, like if I'm at a tournament, you know, something doesn't work out. Or, you know, I go to a video shoot. Something doesn't work out. I always have a backup plan. Improvise. You know, something like that. You know, I've 
everything that goes wrong, you know, SD cards, all of that. I've had hmm. all that happen. Everything's gone wrong. Tell know. me about it. I lost the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's dope, bro. Um, I think for me and my podcast, I think there's a lot of doubts I create. I think one of the biggest doubts and and I've, I feel like I've, I've conquered it, but I think me and one of my, one of my close friends, we, me and her just had a conversation about it before I got here. Yeah. But it's about like posting your stuff, getting your stuff out there, standing yeah. firm behind your stuff mm-hmm. is a doubt that I used to create for myself. And it kind of still creeps in. I think it's important to keep that doubt exposed yeah. so I'll continue to crush it. But I think... I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to make posts and to to communicate with people and branch out and do different stuff. Yeah, I put that doubt on myself with with with, with, with what I'm doing, um, but I think it's important to like expose that doubt if anybody's going through that and just go through it. Just know you got people, um, you got people supporting you, people behind you. Even if you don't get the turnout that you like, your your love, the people you love the most are gonna support you regardless. I think that's important for people to. To understand that, bro. Like, do you create any of those doubts at all? Like, just like... Yeah, definitely, you know, definitely the posting part. You know, it's always hard when I started, you know, being 16, you know, telling parents like, hey, you know... This is what I do. This is what I do. You know, I've been doing this, you know... And then your age, people probably didn't try to take you serious. no no one ever did. And this this last year is when people really took me serious. Yeah. Because I'm getting older and I've been in the game for a while. But, you know, another doubt is also for... You know, that could relate to me and you or pretty much anyone is, you know, trying to be the greatest. Yeah. No one's ever going to be the greatest, you know. But But if you can strive for it. Exactly. And, you know, people are greater in their own ways. Yeah, exactly. For an example, you know... Uh, you know, Michael Jordan was great in his own way. For a fact. LeBron's is great in his own way. I agree. And they're Sadly. Not, they're not the same people. They're not the same positions. They're not the same, you know, era even. Yeah. And and then like that's that's beautiful you brought that up. And like when 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 we believe in ourselves and we post what mm-hmm. we doing, we always try to find somebody to compare with. Yeah. Oh, like like for instance, I, I'm running a podcast. My podcast better than his. No, it's not like that. I reach out to people who got podcasts. I show love, bro. Yeah. Like it's not a competition. You running your race, I'm running mine. We ain't yeah. even on the same. We ain't even in the same. Yeah, uh, and I, I know. On the same race, you I know it? a lot of people like that. That you know, a lot of filmers that you know like to hate on the filmers. And that's and that's and that's just a, and that's just some negative self doubt that they got to deal with, bro. Yeah. Like for real. You, you go ask any filmer, you know, I've never heard, hated on any of any Des Moines filmer never hated on any of their stuff, ever. I'm always sharing it. I'm always you know doing whatever to show get love people out there because it's hard to get out there. People don't want to show love, bro. But yeah, I think I think that just creating that false doubt that. You worrying about how many eyeballs gonna be on your stuff? Yeah. I think that's that's one I had to overcome, and I'm still I'm still fighting. Like yeah. I'm still fighting, but I think that's important to for business owners and people who believe in themselves to understand that that you you can do it. Like yeah. you, you can do whatever you want. But um, when facing when facing fa- failure, it's natural to be upset and be bothered by that. Like if you fail, of course you're gonna be pissed. But what are some what are some mindsets that you have? Like what are like what you tap into? When you fail, like, how do you react? Like, how do you respond to failure? Having a plan. You don't fail? You don't fail a lot? Oh, oh I fail. No, I'm just playing. I'm messing oh, with I, you. I fail. But how do you feel about having that? Having plans, man. You know? Yeah. 
I don't think it's 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 lucky to do something with one plant. Yeah. You if know, it hit, it hits. If but. it hits, it hits. And there, I know plenty of people that have done you know certain things and have a plan that they want to go start something and they've made it. Yeah. In one you know thing and never have a backup plan. Yeah. So you know I've always had a backup plan even though if I'm gonna know that I'm gonna get it or even if I'm not gonna hit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you always gotta have a backup plan and I always have plan it. B. Plan B. I think I think plan B is is awesome, bro. And people think plan B is a bad cause they put all they put all their eggs in plan A and then plan B just I mean no with no with no thought process of plan B and plan A is a total failure. Mm-hmm. That's when you see a lot of like people not believing in themselves yeah. anymore because something missed the target. You know what yeah, I mean? I got all that from that Scooby Doo shit I've been watching when I was a kid. Hold up, talk to me. Scooby Doo? <laughs> yeah. Scooby Doo? Uh-huh. Yeah, they failed a lot. Oh, they failed a lot. They failed a lot, but guess what? They figured it out at oh, the end. Yeah. You know Shaggy and them were eating them sandwiches. Man, Shaggy. And then they get to it. Hey, on the v- then they, then they get to that work for real. So. But um, when facing failure, like, I. I you have to know it's gonna happen. Yeah. So I think the the way I respond to failure is, it's kind of like a backup plan. But I analyze like, okay, why didn't I hit this target? Yeah. What did I do? Mm-hmm. I go back to the drawing board. I get amped up. Like, I get amped up when something when I do something, no matter what it is, and it didn't work. Okay, I can live with that. But why didn't it? Like, yeah. I think people don't take the time to reassess what they did uh-huh. and go back and like. Okay, if like say if you're selling shirts and you're trying to promote your shirts, yeah, like and it it misses, like it completely misses. Nobody really see it. It don't get in front of the eyes you thought it would get yeah. in front of. I think instead of just shutting down and putting your business on the background and and just going back to whatever you whatever you've been that's been making you miserable, um, look into it. Like okay, why didn't I? Why didn't I pop? Like why didn't I? It's, it's, there's always something that we can improve on. So I think failure is good. Like, I think failure is good for human nature, honestly, because that's why so many people are successful today, bro. Yeah. Because they, they, nobody has never just came out and did everything. I right. mean, for an exa- for big examples, you can even look at Steve Jobs. Yeah. You can look at Bill Gates. Yeah. Bezos. Like, they, like, you know, Bezos, you know, he started with just the books. That's it, bro. Amazon selling books. That's no, it, bro. Now they're going everything to LED lights, like bro. just like, <laughs> bro. You can decorate your whole entire crib yeah. and get every single. You can get every single item you want off yeah. Amazon uh-huh. in the world. Like that's crazy, bro. But that man didn't just walk into that. Yeah. Like, he faces. He went through his trials and tribulations. There, there's gonna be bumps, but, but I think it's important for entrepreneurs or people who, are, are athletes in general, high school athletes especially. One season or something that you do don't go your way, bro. That's just a part of the process. Yeah. Like, girl, get back in the fight. Like for real. Like, just hop back in and and we don't we don't we don't do that. We just we just tend to give up. And I, I hate that. Like, yeah. I hate that. But um, bro, it's been a pleasure talking to you, bro. Um, I just want to close it out with like, what are some upcoming things coming for Five One Five Mixtape? And where can we find you, brother? Where can we shine that light on you at? Um. I just hit a tournament last weekend, so tournaments are finally back up and ready. Uh, that was that was exciting to go back to another tournament. You know, way to get back to work. Yeah, um, but overall, just gonna be hitting basketball games this season. If you ever see me out there, football season done. 
But yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to any other games. There's just state games now. It's too cold. It's too cold now. You know. <laughs> but, but go ahead. I mean to cut you off. No, you're good. But you know, anyone ever sees me, anyone watching sees me there at basketball games, come over and dab me up or something. You know. Give He's me a, a personable five. guy. Yeah. Come talk to him. Yeah, I love. I love everyone. So I love the fans. I love people. You know, talk to everyone. So. And if you see other. People who make interviews or who make not interviews who make mixtapes in there. Yeah. Speak to them, bro. Yeah, I'm talking to you now. I'm telling you to take the next level because look, I feel like you, you on your grind, but you know, competition is keeping close. Like for real. Oh yeah, yeah. I talk to I talk to all the people. Yeah, who make you know, what's and up? Y'all working the same event? I mean, there's a there's a lot of people I've gone to tournaments with and I've seen courtside. You know, courtside. Those are my boys. Yeah. And I didn't. You know, I went from going to high school talking to them. You know, to eating eating Doritos in a hotel room with them. Yeah, like that's that's, that's gross. That's that personal level that we've had. That's dope. And so you know, I'm you know I know all those guys. You know, quad visual. You know, I've gone tournaments and tournaments, drove with them. Good dude. You know, he's a good dude. Yeah, that's 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 what it's about, bro. Um, where can we find you at, brother? Like, what you want me to what you want me to put in the notes? IG, Facebook, phone. You number? can find me at my address. Oh, I'm just playing. oh wow, I'm <laughs> just playing. Oh wow, but um, yeah, five one five mixtapes, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all the same, all the same. All that will be posted in the description below. Yeah, but you know, find me there. DM me. You know, even if it's not about a mixtape, you know, ask me any questions, I'll answer it. You know, yeah. how to start your own, you know, mixtape business. That's it. That's it. That's that. You know, bad. Anything. Bad. Ask me anything. You know, you want a mixtape, I'll come out to your game. You know, I filmed everything. You I heard him. He always working. He yeah. he do highlight tapes. Uh-huh. He do videos, uh-huh. music videos. Yeah. He do um, R and B videos. What yeah. else you do? You do dancing. Do you dance? No, I was just playing. He do it all, bro. Uh, get with him. You know where yeah. to find him. Like, uh, but I appreciate you yeah. coming on today, bro. No Pleasure, problem. man. I'll be in touch with you, bro. I'm always going to follow you. Right. Always going to support what you're doing, bro. But that wraps up episode six for the Minds with Our King podcast with my boy John today. Y'all be breezy. It's love. <laughs>